Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people, to experience the compassionate love of the Father, and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. So all, all Advent season long, people must know. And I, can't, I am just so excited about Christmas Eve because you'll discover where this thought, this, this people must know thing came from. It wasn't an original thought of mine. It was something that I saw and it, it impacted me. And so I can't wait for that. So hopefully you're going to be able to be here for that. And so people must know. So we're talking about this morning, we're talking about people must know Joy. I mean, not just Joy Krieger. I mean, because people need to know her because she's awesome. But people must know that Jesus was bringing joy even before he was born. Check out Luke chapter 1. All right. So if you have your Bible with you, check out Luke chapter 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And so just, I think it's good, just because it's the Christmas season, just to be reminded of some details that come along with this incredible story of the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was of the house of David, which is such an important piece of this whole story. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Man, do you think there was something in her that just, see, what is this, this going to entail? What is, what's going to happen as a result of this? What's, what's this going to lead to? Little did she know, obviously. And then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel a very simple question. How can this possibly be since I have, have not been with a man? And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Do you think Mary was having a crisis of belief at that particular moment? Like a challenge to her faith? Like like I've always believed, I think Mary had a deep faith in God, obviously. I think God obviously knew Mary's heart and came to her for a specific reason, chose her. But you think at this particular point, she had like a, a struggle, like a wrestling, like, boy, is this, is this really possible that this could happen? And consider your relative Elizabeth. And she was conceived a son in her old, old age. And it says, even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called, who was, uh, called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. It goes on, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done for me according to your word. And then the angel left her. 
In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered in Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Remember, Elizabeth is about six months pregnant. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped or leapt inside her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the, ba the baby leapt for joy inside of me. Listen to that. The baby, joy caused the baby to move within her in such a significant way that she experienced it. And blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what he has spoken to her. Blessed is she who has trusted and put faith and believed that God could do this. That God, only God, can make this possibly happen. I think it's, a, it's something for us this morning to consider. It's an it's a, um, encouragement for us to continue to walk by faith. To continue to trust, even in the midst of difficult circumstances, even in the midst of something that could be so unbelievable, that we would walk by faith. That's the kind of the theme. I think we find joy in the midst of walking by faith through difficult circumstances. So listen, so listen to this. Why does it seem, and I've just been thinking about this a lot lately, why does it seem that joy almost always comes after or the result of something difficult in our life. Here's an example. John chapter 16. Jesus is talking to his followers. And he gives an interesting illustration about this. Look at John chapter 16. Just turn over in your Bible. Go to your right there. To John chapter 16. And we'll look at verse 16. So obviously this is years later after Jesus' birth. And Jesus is having this conversation with his, his disciples. And he tells them in John chapter 16, verse 16. A little while and you will no longer see me. Again, a little while you will see me. They're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, is, what is he telling us? A little while and you'll not see me. Again, a little while and you will see me. And Jesus says, and because I am going to the Father. They said, what is this uh, he is saying? A little while. We don't know what he's talking about. Like he says, you'll see me and then you won't see me. What is going on? And Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. And so he said to them, are you asking one another about what I said? A little while, and you will not see me. Again, in a little while, you'll see me. And Jesus said, truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. And listen to this. And now only you women who've been through this process can understand this better than the rest of us, for sure. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But she, when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that person has been born into the world. Any women, can, can I get an amen? Amen. 
So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Isn't that interesting that he uses that, that illustration? And that day you will not ask me anything. Truly I tell you, anything you ask me, the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. And so when we ask, when we pray, when we come to the Lord, it is necessary that we come with faith. That we come believing not only that he's hearing us and that he will answer us according to his will and give us what it is that we need. That's the picture of of faith when we walk with Christ in this intimate way. He says your joy will be complete. Another example, look at James chapter 1. It's kind of now we're headed towards the back of the Bible now. Hebrews, then James. Kind of a familiar passage. A little bit of a challenge for sure in some of these words when it says, James chapter 1 starting in verse 2, it says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Listen to what my friend Charles Spurgeon has to say about faith in this context. He says, faith is as vital to salvation as the heart is to the body. Therefore, the javelins of the enemy are mainly aimed at this essential grace. Your faith is peculiarly, can I even say that word? obnoxious to Satan and to the world. Like when Christians really can't figure out ways to walk in faith and experience true joy in the midst of various trials, it is obnoxious to the enemy. Man, I've tried, I've thrown all this stuff at them and they're still there. They're still pressing in. They're not giving up. They didn't give up and they had a precious baby when they were going through a really difficult trial. When, when Christians, when we walk with that kind of faith and we, and we know that our faith is being tested and it's being purified and it's, it's producing something good in us, the enemy can't stand that. And you know what else? I think people around us see us living that way and they can't understand it. And they want to know, how is that possible? Like, how are you still standing, Mike Morris, in the midst of such great trial? Somebody asked me yesterday, this is funny, someone asked me yesterday, hey, uh, does your church, I was passing out things at this day of hope, inviting people to church, and they're like, you dance and sing? I was like, yes, Amelia and Mike do. <laughs> so technically I did not lie, nor did I tell the whole story. <laughs> the rest of us know, but Amelia does and Mike does, and that's all that matters, all right? And the rest of us have the freedom to do so if we choose. 
Isn't it amazing that when we, when we live out this faith, when we walk and experience joy that is made complete in us, it doesn't make sense to the rest of the world. We're odd, we're peculiar, we're set apart and wholly different. Let's go one more over to the right. Let's go to 1 Peter. Chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief and various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, which is more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise... Glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Is there anything else possibly on earth that could cause inexpressible and glorious joy like this? I challenge you, I encourage you to look for it in a store. Look for it under a tree this year. You will not find it. Only this. This faith, this, this mercy, this love that the Lord has for us. It says, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, by the way, which is the salvation of your souls. That is the goal. The goal of our faith is not just make it through another day. That's part of it, and that helps. But the goal of our faith is, faith is the salvation of our soul. Something we can experience here and something that obviously we're going to experience there in eternity someday. That's the reward of walking by faith on this earth and not by sight. In Psalm 30, it says that uh, though sorrow may come at the night, in the night, joy comes in the morning. People must know that whatever it is that they're going through, that joy comes in the morning. But the question is this, though. How long will the night be? <laughs> you thought about that? How long will the night be? How long until morning? Until the joy that's promised comes? How long will I have to go through this? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I know the joy is coming. I just don't know how long you're going to have to go through it. I don't know how long after the diagnosis until you're completely healed. I don't know. The question of the... This thought of many trials, how many must I go through, right? It's not if I'm going to go through them. I know I'm going to go through them, but how many will there be? And will I be able to stand up underneath them? And what kind of trial will it be? Why does it seem, why does it seem that true joy 
comes not in receiving, but in giving. It's an important but difficult for some of us to grasp this one, maybe this time of year, especially if you're a child. And I thought about the the various trials and the struggles. Like he was wrestling every day, wasn't he? Like, oh, when is it going to come? And when is it going to be that time? And in some way, that's us, right? That's all of us. And we all have our stories, our individual struggles and trials and the things we're going through. And, and we're anticipating this joy, this inexpressible joy. And I think the, the key to experiencing that is when we demonstrate love for Jesus during this time of year, or every day of the year for that matter, in practical ways by loving others, that is when the inexpressible joy leaps within us. That's when it's, it's deeper than just being happy. It's deeper than a feeling. It's, it's rooted deep down inside of us. Jesus said his joy will be made complete in you. And that's his desire for you today and tomorrow and the next day. People must know that Jesus understands. Jesus understands that this joy that he's speaking of comes after a difficult circumstance. How do we know that? Well, I see it in Hebrews chapter 12 where it says that we are, and I read this passage a few weeks ago, where we're surrounded by a large cloud of witnesses. They, they're, they're encouraging us and we're supposed to lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And it says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and the perfecter of our faith, Listen to this. For the joy that lay before Jesus, before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I asked this question, I, I researched, I asked this question because there's some dialogue, and I think you can, you can interpret it however you want to, but what is the joy that lay before Jesus? Well, here's what, it, here's what this, this quote this, that I found, it says this. It said, Jesus carried out the will of his Father by enduring the cross. You know, patient endurance. We just, talked, we just read about it just a little bit ago, which I think is the key to experiencing joy in the midst of trial. Patient endurance. Running the race, a marathon, like not giving up, like keep going, don't give in, don't stop, don't quit. And so Jesus endured the cross by focusing on the joy that was to come. He knew that he would be resurrected, resurrected and restored to the place of glory that he had with the Father from the beginning. He knew that. He looked forward with joy to the people he would save. He willingly gave his life to save his sheep. So in some ways, the joy that lay before him is you and me. Like, can you imagine it? Like, on the other side of the cross is you and me. Like sheep without a shepherd, needing someone to come save us. And we need that salvation. And so 
for the joy, but also the joy of bringing glory to his Father and, follow, and following his will for his life. The struggle that you're going through might very well be the will that God has for your life right now. We don't want to accept that. We don't want to, we don't want to really grab a hold of that sometimes because it can be hard. It can be difficult. But he's producing something in you, producing something in you that is so much more valuable than anything we could possibly get a hold of here on earth. People must know that Jesus saved up or saved us by giving up his own life for us. He sacrificed himself. And we, we will come and we'll remember that today when we come to the table. When we truly grab a hold of this truth, ladies and gentlemen, that is when inexpressible joy will leap within you. When we gather that truth, let us pray. Father, we come. We come to you, Lord, in the midst of various trials. And we come and we we offer those up to you today in exchange for your joy that you're wanting to make complete in each one of us, Lord. We do not know how, how long we must endure or what the trials might be that are coming. But we know because of faith that we can walk alongside you, that you're with us, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And even the fact that you're producing something good inside of us, Lord, Help us not give up. Help us to, to seek you this season. Help us to reach out to others this season. And let us experience this inexpressible and glorious joy leaping within us this year. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. Well, this morning, if you um, are serving communion, would you go ahead and come on forward? And so, if you're new to our church, this is how we'll do it. Um, everyone, when the music starts, everyone will stand up, and then everyone's going to go to their right, one row at a time, and then you're going to come forward. There'll be two lines, and so you come, you'll take a piece of bread, you'll take a, a little thing of juice, and you'll go back to your seat, and once everyone has their elements in their hand, and then I'll come back up and we'll receive the meal together. If you are prepared today to give an offering, if you filled out your attendance sheets, I encourage you to do that. Uh, you're going to place it in the basket with joy as you come forward. So joy right here. We got joy on the day of joy. And so let this be a time of surrender. Let this be a time of allowing Christ to come and, and for you to experience this joy that he promises each and every day of our life. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.